1: Welcome back in to the Ilana Inquirer podcast, and what a game, what a moment, what a defining moment for Io DeSumo as he comes back, surprises us all, and leads Illinois basketball to a 62-56 to win at Penn State, Illinois' biggest win of the season, and Derek Piper is in Penn State, and he's joining us now. Derek, what was it like to be there, to know Iowa was going to play just minutes before and then for him to have that kind of performance.
2: It was unreal. It was amazing. Uh, really surreal how it all transpired, and uh, I didn't expect him to play. I went in thinking he's he's out for this game for sure, and uh, I was shooting the WCIA pregame show and trying to peek in and out in between some, some shots while he kicked it back to Brett in the studio, and uh, Io, just like Rutgers, was one of the last players out on the court, and... Uh, I actually missed when he appeared, and uh, apparently he was in uniform. And the team, which they don't usually do, quickly went back to the locker room almost to to keep some things uh, hidden from Penn State with Penn State and then come back out. But uh, I got a text shortly before Io even showed up and, and from someone that usually knows a thing or two and said Io's going to go. I just don't want Penn State to know about it. So uh, I had to see it for myself. He comes out wondered how he 'd look, but it was pretty evident right away that the way he was cutting and attacking getting into his moves and warm ups and and he was he was confident he was chirping a little bit with the fans who were who were talking to him and uh, you knew that yeah I assume were in the building for sure and obviously throughout the entirety of the game and down the stretch he he continues to just make make those star plays the plays that you know leave a legacy he talked about. In the offseason, that's what was important to him. He, he wanted to be someone that was remembered as one of the best players to ever play at Illinois. And what he's doing now and what he's done in his closing moments and on the road and to be a top-ten team, first time on the road since 2012, he, he's doing that. He's still got work to do. He obviously, he'd tell you that. He'd talk about NCAA tournament, and I asked him if he had any more room on his hit list, and he, he laughed and said, for sure. Uh, but this is, uh, this is special stuff. For, for a player to do that, and uh, for a team that was staring at five-game losing streak in the face that they lost tonight, but their hero showed up, and it, it a huge win.
1: He's a freaking legend, Derek. He's a freaking yeah. legend. Uh, what he just yeah. did, um, I know Michigan, he put them on the back. I know Wisconsin, some of those plays he made down the stretch. I know Rutgers, um, and, and boy, he's got he's got more moments possibly ahead of him the rest of this year, but that is the one we'll remember. I mean, it felt like Willis Reed. I was wondering, Derek, if he would just come out and you know give the team a boost, but he'd just kind of stick in the corner. And it kind of felt like what he was doing a little bit in the first half. And it seemed like he was testing himself a little bit there to see what he could do. But then he just kept making plays, driving to the basket. And I know he wasn't 100%. I, I know you talk to people, I talked to people, and I followed up with somebody today, and they said, no, he wasn't 100% physically, but he was 150% mentally. And that's what makes him oh. special. That's what makes him... Different. What did he tell you after the game? Like, what went into this getting him back? I mean, a week ago, Derek, we're sitting there doing a podcast, thinking Illinois season's done, and he might have just come back and saved it after sitting out one game.
2: Yeah, he, he said that it felt like this team needed it, and he he was really sore and there was in a ton of pain after Michigan State. Uh, he. He said, obviously, yeah, he had the MRI and, and just didn't know and the emotions of it all. and uh, he, he touched on that a little bit, but the, the workout, I think, earlier in the week or in between when he went back home really gave him the sense that, that he could make it happen. And He, he told me that uh, a couple of days, I'm guessing it would have been maybe even yesterday before they made the trip out here yeah, yesterday, they told his teammates essentially that he was planning to go and... Uh, he was playing to win and he held them up right before the game after warm-ups and he he was inspired he, he was saying some uh had some words for his team and asked him what he was saying he said, "You know, we're just gonna we're gonna win and uh, you know just follow my lead and uh it, it was yeah it was, it was kind of the, the things for storybooks and, and that's uh what you have in a in a leader and uh yeah legend uh, that's what he that's what he's playing like right now and uh, yeah, for him, just uh, said so he couldn't go against Rutgers, that he was about 70, 75% tonight, and that after the game he was sore and was feeling it, uh, but he gutted it out. And he, as you mentioned, he said that he felt 200% ready mentally and that he wasn't going to let anyone lose another game. And, and that he, him and Brad Underwood mentioned the NAMBA mentality, and, and that's uh, something that we definitely saw.
1: I'm actually right in the middle of writing my player grades, Derek. And I mentioned the mama mentality and I wrote like Uh Wisconsin winning there. That's, that's not a big deal to him. He's not, he's not scared of the goal center, right? Michigan, not a big deal. I'll carry you. Right. And then tonight, like (laughs) top 10 team on the road. I wasn't giving them a chance. I didn't think I had a chance of playing and, and he does something like this. It's, I know there was more into this game, and we'll, we'll break that down, but it was just that was such a special moment, and everything we hyped this kid to be, Derek, he's been, and he's, he's been more, right? I mean, he's made even bigger of an impact than I, I would have even imagined by himself with this year. And, I mean, just think about what that, Win does for Illinois now. I mean, they're definitely in. They're probably on the seven seed line after that win today. Uh, and then they go into Northwestern Nebraska, knowing they got their guy. The rest of the team gets an uplift. You know, Kofi played really good again today, and it's just it, it, he changed the narrative of the season in in one legendary performance. And it's just. You know, after Darren Williams hit that shot against Arizona, Derek, I said, go pro, man. Um, I I don't know if Illinois fans can ask any more about Ryo Desumu after this year.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to to snap streaks, you know, as Lante likes to say, update stats. And Penn State was the next one to do that. He He lost 15 in a row against Wisconsin. He wins you that game down the stretch. Hadn't won at Mackey since 2008. Hadn't won in Ann Arbor since 2010 hadn't beat Penn State since 2014, hadn't, well, you know, lost 18 straight in, in road games against ranked teams, and uh, hadn't beat a top 10 team on the road since Gonzaga in, in 2012 when Brandon Paul went crazy, and Brandon Paul was able to to, to play the hero that night. And yeah, I mean, again, we, we said it after some of these other big wins that, that Iowa has helps lead and, and we'll talk more about I me mean, the defense that the team did tonight was incredible but uh program changer legit that that gets thrown around in the recruiting and and we we talk about what players can mean for a certain team and especially when they stay home especially when the team needs a uh, program needs to be rebuilt IO is living out and proving to be a program changing get and that's that's really really rare and uh it's it's something that should be cherished cuz uh, you, you know, you only got a couple more weeks of so him. That that guy is rising up the uh, the NBA ranks, and uh, yeah, again, just enjoy the ride.
1: Yeah, and he doesn't have maybe some of the elite athleticism of some of the guys that'll get drafted, and rightfully so in the lottery. But man, he'd be a good investment for an NBA team with that kind of mentality, that kind of skill set. Uh, you know, he's going to get better. Um, just a, a phenomenal season for Iowa, to especially this Big Ten play. Um, and yeah, he's just a run stopper. I mean, that that's what they didn't have against Rutgers and. He stopped two big runs, one in the first half at six straight points after PSU had the 8-1 run, and then that 9-0 run goes on, and Andres Felici, we'll talk about here in a second, gets the bucket, Nio just gets 10 of the next 14 and has an assist to Kofi. It was was just special. But, Derek, let's break down some of those other things about this game that allowed Illinois to pull off a huge victory. That's next on the Illini Enquirer podcast.
0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All
1: right, Derek, you mentioned it. I, I thought Brad Underwood, and-, and you'll have to go back and watch the all-access. There's some really good stuff in there that I want to bring up a little bit later with you because you didn't get to see it. But um, he focused on defense, and that is what won them today. Besides Io and his offense, like they held Penn State to 56 points, 4-17 from three. How did they do that tonight?
2: Yeah, it was just started with the way they guarded Stevens. And actually, Bradner started his press conference after everything Iowa just did. Iowa missed one shot in the second half. He hit the game winner. Uh, it made so many plays on the stretch. Bradner would started his press conference talking about Demonte Williams. Of course, he did. and yeah, of course. But Lamar Stevens has been an Illini killer. He had never lost Illinois in his career. Uh, he just has absolutely torched them whenever he's played them. But uh, three for. Th- three for 11, 13 points, and he had to earn every single one of those, Uh, and DeMonte did a very good job. Overall, Illinois had a good game plan where it seemed where Lamar liked to get his looks on the baseline and and kind of spot up in the mid post. It was DeMonte walling him up, and Kofi was not far away either, and that's kind of where it started, and and also, as you mentioned with Penn State, they shoot a ton of threes, and they would made 25 combined in their previous two games, and I know they're missing Myron Jones who makes a lot of shots for them, but they they did that without him. And this is a a team that is now a very, very good offense. And that's one of the constants, and I asked Brad about this, is essentially outside of – well, you have the I.O. closing down the stretch in these big road wins, but you also have the way you've been able to just shut teams down from three. And Wisconsin makes a ton at the center. They were 4-15, Purdue – just shoots the lights out at Mackey to three for eight Michigan four for 17. And then for Penn state to only go four for 19 tonight. Uh, that's something that, again, we talked, we've talked a lot about defense this year because it's, it's, it's a huge storyline of allowing you to be consistent, allow you to be in games, allow you to travel on the road, defense travels uh, and do that to a red hot Penn state team. As hot as anybody really in the country. Uh, impressive, really impressive.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about Andre Curbelo, Derek, as you met with him out there on this East Coast trip, and everyone's excited about what he does in the court. But, boy, they're going to miss Andre's fleece, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, he only made two buckets, but those were huge buckets in the second half that they needed, uh, seven rebounds, including the 50-50 ball that ended up getting Illinois the win, right? Led to the IO possession, um, two assists. He should have had more, but, gosh, he's – He's a nice sidekick for Iowa, right? Like, in all these big wins, it feels like Andres has had huge moments, like little moments that have kind of given Iowa at least a little bit of help to close him
2: Yeah, for a team that on paper is really, really young, to have a senior like that, a veteran presence, uh, someone you can – has proven to be super reliable, super tough, a pit bull – uh, all the the buzzwords and cliches that he he really is. Uh, he can go into the lane and and score against anybody. The floater was was beautiful with you know three and a half to go. It was a big bucket. And then as you mentioned, uh, to stick his nose in there and rip out a rebound, second chance to give Iowa the opportunity to hit the winner. But otherwise, Penn State's going the other way with a chance to tie the game or win it. You know they were only down two uh, with less than thirty to go. So, uh, Andres. Has been outstanding throughout this this whole stretch, even when Illinois was losing. Uh, he he scored in double figures. I don't think he had it tonight. He didn't, but uh, before that, he was averaging about 15 points a game through this last six six or seven game span. So for him to be able to step up while Trent Fraser is still struggling, Trent yeah. wasn't very good tonight, at least offensively. Uh, that's yeah, that's key for for I O to be able to have someone to take pressure off of him and. Uh, someone else for the defense to worry about for sure.
1: Listen, I thought Georgie Pashanish really battled, but it, it was back to struggles for Georgie. He had five boards. I give him that. That was nice to see. But two turnovers, one for six. But uh, he had to play a lot because Kofi was in foul trouble again. That's becoming kind of a an occurrence here. But when Kofi was on the court, Derek, boy, he was really good. Fourteen point seven boards, and I think he's playing as well defensively as we've seen that that stop of Lamar Stevens on a drive like a downhill. Fast break drive led to an IO bucket. Who's cherry picking on the other end? Um, I thought that was a monster play. And, and Kofi is starting to flex his muscle again. Derek feels like he's starting to climb over that freshman wall.
2: Yeah, uh, the last couple games, even in a loss to Rutgers, yeah. uh, especially in the first half, I feel like he hit another gear on the offensive glass, or just playing physical. You're seeing a guy that. <laughs> imposing himself at 7 feet, 290 pounds. And uh, yeah, the stop on Stevens, that was such a huge swing where Io goes to the ground and he was slow to get up and it worked out in his favor because he was all the way down the court uh, after that when Kofi made the stop. But uh, that was a humongous swing and uh, Kofi was left wide open to Io's credit because you have to hedge so hard off the ball screen where the big man's caught up trying to keep Io out of the lane And, and Kofi did have a a nice finish late. Uh, but when you look at Penn State only had, I think, four or five, five second-chance points, that was important because I know Harar, however you say his last name, uh, was grabbing a couple of offensive rebounds. But for the most part, during a good stretch where Illinois was sustaining and staying up, it was one shot and out for Penn State. Yeah. And I think Kofi, when he when he was on the floor at least, uh, that was a big credit to to Kofi crashing the last boxing out and making sure that the Penn State and Watkins, who didn't have a very good game, weren't, weren't doing much.
1: Yeah, I, and there was a move Brad Underwood did during that game, Derek, that I know you guys didn't see, but at the end of the half when there was that technical by Watkins, it was uh-huh. supposed to be a jump ball. And Brad went to the officials, and we saw it on the all-access, which was really good on dead balls. It was kind of distracting during the game because you had these coach boxes, and you could hear them, and you could barely hear um the, the announcers, but like I thought the in game stuff was so phenomenal. You'll we'll have to go back and watch it. But one of the key points was Brad Underwood was trying to figure out who has the next jump ball. And it went it, it because of the flagrant, Mer, uh, Penn State lost that. So Illinois got possession out of the half and then they end up with that jump ball with Felice getting the ball at the end. Like that, a huge, Mm -hmm. uh, as I saw Tyler Cottingham's, that butterfly effect late in the game. So that's a coach on his P's and Q's there. But that was a heck of a coaching performance by Brad Underwood, too, to get his team dialed in when I thought they were going to get crushed. I think a lot of people thought they were going to get crushed. And boy, they turned their season around.
2: They did. Yep. A huge credit to the staff. It just seems like in a lot of these, these road games and the way they've been able to fight and win, they've just been very well prepared in a lot of them. And I, I know that Brad criticized the team's effort and fight in that Michigan state game. And that was an interesting turning point as well as how would they respond to the disappointment of, of how Maryland fell apart and then Michigan state and the emotions of IO and not knowing, and then you go to Rutgers and not have them and just didn't feel like you're going to win in a place like that, where no road teams won without your best player and not proved to be true. And uh, yeah, outside of Iowa showing up and and being the guy, I know he's going to make, he's going to make Brad Underwood look good. And he has, but and uh, Brad has team ready to play. They're ready to fight. I, I know, I thought, uh, I think it was you that tweeted it out, where Pat Chambers said towards the end of the first half is, you know, we knew we were going to have a street fight. And that's, again, that's a team that has bought in to what Brad has done this year. And he's recruited guys that, that have that. But uh, this is, they're starting to live out what he said a lot in the offseason was, be tough enough to win games. You don't make shots. Uh, went To win a 62-56 game against Top ten team in the country and to do it on the road. He talked just over and over. We got to win on the road. We got to go to the places we want to go, we got to be able to win on the road and do it at Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Purdue. Huge credit to to him and his staff.
1: Four quadrant one wins on the road. Pretty amazing. And now, Derek, we sit here and with that win, I know Wisconsin won two and Maryland won. So Maryland's got a two-game lead now on Penn State. So they, they look like they're gonna win the Big Ten title. But man, this race for a Big Ten buy in the, in the tournament, double buy in the tournament, you have a five-way tie for third place. Michigan State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Illinois. And I got to say, I mean, Illinois' schedule is relatively for Big Ten play pretty favorable, especially with Iowa back. Um, with the team feeling good after a win, you're coming home against two bad opponents in Nebraska and Northwestern, even though those teams have been competitive. Um, what do you think of the oh, Illinois' nice chances to get a double buy and get a top-four seed? It's amazing we're talking about that again.
2: Yeah, I like their chances quite a bit. Uh, the next three very, very winnable, uh, especially Northwestern, Nebraska. But Indiana's not very good. You know, playing them on your home floor that's that's one. that Illinois is definitely be expected to win, and uh, I think they'll if they continue to trend forward and, and win some of these games coming up, they'll be they'll probably they'll be favored to win the Iowa game. Uh, Iowa has not played well away from home. Uh, I know they did. Uh, pull that one out in Minneapolis. For for the most part, they've struggled. They've not been the same team that uh, Illinois saw in in Iowa City. So uh, you have the one in Columbus, which will still be tough. But again, you'll go into that game and why not? Why why not in Columbus when Illinois has been able to to go everywhere? Not everywhere, but uh, quite a few places that on paper, really, really tough and, and be able to pull it out. So uh yeah, the double bye to where you just gotta win one game and you're playing on Saturday, uh and be one of the, the final four left in the Big Ten tournament. It again puts Illinois in a spot to strive towards a, a pretty darn good seed. And it was about an eight seed and, and trending down going into tonight and who knows, maybe they they go on a run again and they're they're in the conversation for a five seed or six seed or whatever it may be. But uh I'd I like their chances to get a double by with, with what's left.
1: So you get to cross off the rack and Bryce Jordan Center. I mean, we we don't think much of East Coast basketball in the Big Ten here, but uh, what was that? What were those environments like, Derek?
2: The rack, I was really I was really impressed with. It was fun. It uh, great environment. You can tell that they're they're feeling it, just like Illinois fans are feeling it. You know, with the team being back and Rutgers have been waiting a little bit longer. I know for Illinois it doesn't seem like anybody is had to to be more patient than them, but uh, Rutgers was packed. It was super loud. It was fun. Uh, great game day environment, and uh, it, I can see why it's tough to go in there and win. And, and, and that was cool. Bryce Jordan, not as packed. They have some. I'm sitting out here, and they're they're tearing down, but they have some some curtains up in the in the second level, so you don't see some empty seats. And, Number nine team, uh, and they can't get it packed. Yeah, anymore. how cra- How crazy that is. But their student section, I'll give them credit. Student section definitely shows out. And um, State College walking around today to, to go get some lunch is uh, pretty cool. Their, their football stadium is not bad either, some of their facilities. But uh, I'll give the edge to the rack. The rack is actually going to be up there, probably my top three, top four places outside of Illinois as far as road, road games that I've been. Ready to get home? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, for Derek,
1: sure. safe travels, man, with Craig. Uh, appreciate you going on this East Coast trip and you got to cover a really good game. Didn't know if it was gonna turn out that well. So uh, great job with the coverage, Derek. Look forward to reading you.
2: Thanks, nice, man. I got Curbello coming, got a lot of Illinois coverage. I also caught up with Alan Griffin's brother, AJ Griffin in the nice. house, uh, five star. Talk uh talk about Illinois, talk about his brother. So all that coming to Alana Inquire.
1: Looking forward to it. Derek Piper, Helena Inquire, what a game. Uh, happy he got to take in that atmosphere and what, what a game that changes a lot for Illinois basketball as we look forward to the season. I was talking to an Illinois employee today uh, and and they were nervous about what tonight was going to be. I mean, we're all thinking it. Uh, top 10 team thought Iowa wasn't going to play and then just changed the script just like that. 15 minutes before we see Iowa is going to start uh, and then see what he's going to look like. And just right away, he looked good. He's making shots and then you see him driving to the rim and it looks like old Old school Iowa, and 75% he's saying, man, uh, to carry a team like that, he knew his team needed it. He knew his team needed it, and, man, he's just different. He's different. It's what makes him special. Uh, He's obviously a great talent, but it's just, as he says, that Mambu mentality. He loved watching Kobe Bryant emulated him, uh, and that shined through today. And now Illinois comes home with Nebraska Northwestern on the schedule, two teams that have given some scares. Uh, But, boy, this season, again, looks back on track as Illinois – Kind of holds off that five-game losing streak. Kind of went into that five-game stretch hoping they get two, but they end up getting one and a big one for their NCAA tournament resume. All right, we got a lot of coverage coming. I got my player grades coming out. Derek will have his column from Penn State. He's got more on Andre Curbelo, AJ Griffin, uh, Allen's brother. I uh, Get some talk from him, a Duke commit. Uh, just talking about that family is just ridiculously talented with basketball. But it's a great opportunity to sign up for a Line Inquiry VIP access through. Wednesday night so you get the next day and a half I'm putting this out there probably a day if you're listening to this on Wednesday morning but today you can sign up for two months for just one dollar and get all our VIP access that goes through the NCAA tournament which Illinois will be playing in by the way um I'm sorry I'm not gonna jinx them come on I'm not jinxing them they're they're good man they need two more wins basically get in there they'll be fine I'm not jinxing them uh but uh, (laughs) um NCAA tournament will go through there, go through spring ball as well. The start of football recruiting uh, for the class of 2021 as well. So it's a great time to sign up. It's right on the site there. We got the promo for you, but a lot of coverage coming to Illinois Enquirer. And also thanks for listening to the podcast. Appreciate you guys. Subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We'll talk to you next time after the next big game for Illinois. This is the Illinois Enquirer podcast.